Welcome to the Spanish Arpada. I'm Sarah. And I am Peter. And we are ranking and reviewing all of the rulers of Spain from Leo the Gilda to Felipe VI. And this week we are going to be reviewing Abdel Malik ibn Qatar. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, 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 no. I'm just going to go with Malik. I'm going to say M L I Q. M-A-L-I-K is how Malik oh. is spelled. And we're going to talk a little bit more about his name. Okay. Yeah, okay, we're going to talk a little bit more about his name. The good thing is we have all of yes. our sources back now for Oh, this. good. Yes. Ibn al-Qutiyya still kind of glosses over Abdul Malik Ibn mm-hmm. Katan, but we have Al-Hakam, right. Al-Makari, and the Akbar Mahmuha who all go into some detail about him. Wow. Okay. All right. And of course, we still have the Chronicle of 754. I was going to say, where's my Chronicle 754? Yep. Chronicle (laughs) of 754 is still there. And actually, we are kind of reaching the time where the writer of the Chronicle of the 754 was probably alive. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Specifically how he writes about some of the characters in today's story kind of lets us know that he, he was probably there. Sure. And the precedents, you know, basically the the openings start to be. And so the other day. (laughs) Well, it's not quite that, but but you'll see. Now about his name. Interestingly, Mm -hmm. the Arabic sources almost all refer to this governor with his patronymic, Ibn Qatan. Probably because we already have an important Abdul Malik from the Umayyad Caliphate. He's the caliph we met way back in Musa's episode. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yes. he's the one who right. appointed Musa as the co-governor of Iraq. Right, right, right. I do remember. Okay. And he's super important because Caliph Abdul Malik has been the father of almost all the caliphs we have encountered in this podcast. All right, then. His son, Al-Walid, was caliph when Musa conquered Al-Andalus. And then mm-hmm. Suleiman was caliph when Musa showed up at Damascus. He was also Abdul Malik's son. Uh-huh. And okay. then uh, Umar was the next caliph. He was actually Abdul Malik's nephew. Remember how Suleiman set up that weird yes. succession? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I do. Which yeah. which was weird in part because it worked out. It did um, work out, yes. Yeah, because after was, Umar, yeah. we then had Yazid, mm-hmm. and now we have Hisham. And Yazid and Hisham are also both sons of Abdul Malik. Wow. Okay. Uh, yes. He, he, he was a busy man. He um, was a busy man. Yes. And a very powerful family, as you can see, since mm-hmm. several of his sons have been caliph. Right. So, so, so this as Abdel, Abdel Malik that we're talking about, was, was the name like a, a tribute or a, a piece of flattery or? Yeah, it became a very popular name. Uh, I figured I was going to yeah, say, yeah, yeah. yeah when I, I was going to say, whenever I, whenever I do Shakespeare, everybody wants to know, why is everybody named Elizabeth? I said, who was the queen? Yes. Idiots. Yep, everybody that, wanted to be named Elizabeth. Because, everybody. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, so as not to confuse us with the Caliph, Abdul Malik, mm-hmm. I will also call our current, go- current governor Ibn Qatan, as the okay. Arabic sources do. Okay, and and, and, that, and that has various spell, spellings. The the one that I've does. been using in my script is K A T A N. Okay, I can do that. I've also seen it spelled with a Q, but yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say I I keep trying to put in Qs where Ks are perfectly sufficient, and yes, I suspect that's some sort of bigotry on my part, but I just think it's because I like Qs. Well, um, we don't use them enough right. in English, I don't think. No, no, we don't. 
All right. So a biography. Ibn Khatan's yes. full name is Abdul Malik Ibn Khatan Al-Firi. And while we don't know much about his life prior to his governorship, we do know that he was a member of a wealthy and prominent family who mm -hmm. themselves were members of the tribe of Quraysh. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the tribe that historically controlled the area of Mecca. Muhammad himself ah. was a member of one clan of this tribe. And uh -huh. all of the okay. caliphs, both past and future, are also members of this tribe. All right. Gotcha. Right. So, so this they're is an high elves. Gotcha. Yes. All right. This, yes. this is an important guy, and he has mm -hmm. a wealthy family. Right. The only thing we know about him before he That's becomes governor. Yes? Mm hmm Well, I was going to say, quick follow-up question. The hell's he doing in Spain then? <laughs> well... Okay, so there is an <laughs> oblique reference to Ibn Khatan as fighting at the Battle of Alhara, which was a rebellion that took place in 683. Ah. That is pretty Which side impressive. did he fight on? Yeah, he fought, yeah, yeah. He fought um, on the side of the caliph, uh, putting down oh, the rebellion, okay. which was successful. All right, okay. But 683, right. that's pretty impressive, considering that this battle takes place 50 years before the current I was point in say, our story. I was going to say was he going after their ankles because that's as high as he could reach yeah no i after looking at the sources i think it's very likely he did fight in this battle because ibn oh, khatan no. as governor is referred to as very old by several chronicles. oh wow wow okay all right all so right. by the time we get to him he's an old guy yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking at Chindaswinth. So you know. this is what he was doing in Spain. He's already had a very mm -hmm. long and successful career in cooler places of the Caliphate. Ah, okay. Yes. Yeah, it's a bit of a backwater, but it's 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 dry and warm. It'll be great for your joints. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. Yeah, so Ibn Khatan is appointed governor of Al-Andalus by the governor of Ifriqiya, a guy named Ubeida, right. in early 733. Okay. And now this he's is... taking over after Al-Rahman Yes, so this, uh, is, this happens after Ubeida hears of the death of Abd al-Rahman. Right. right. Now, notably, he hears about mm -hmm. this death when the messengers carrying the fifth of the treasure taken from Aquitaine show up in Kairouan. Oh, well, I mean, if you got to deliver bad news, a pile of gold is a good way of doing it. <laughs> Indeed it is. So immediately after appointing Ibn Khatan to the post, Governor Ubeda goes with the booty to Damascus to have a chat with the king. Mm. He's like, gotcha. I'll take it from here. I'm, I'm going right. to go. Let me just take all this money. Yeah, let me just take this gold and shuffle it. Don't worry, I'll give you credit. Wink. <laughs> You're not supposed to say wink when you wink. All right, fine. <laughs> So Ibn Khatan goes to Al-Andalus, and when he reaches it, according to the Chronicle mm. of 754, he thought it was a wonderful place. Of course. Quote, he found it, despite all that it had been through, to be abundant mm -hmm. in every good thing, and even after all its <laughs> suffering, to be filled with beauty, so that you could say right. that it was well, like it's... a pomegranate in August. Well, it's certainly not crowded, now is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. I love that, though. A pomegranate in August. Sometimes the Chronicle of 754 just that, has these great yeah. similes. I was going to say, somebody somebody had a good editor. That was nice. Yeah. Well, it's like the, the Franks at the Battle of Tours mm -hmm. held together like a glacier in the cold region. Like many who came before him, Ibn Khatan is mm -hmm. ready to put his mark on the peninsula. He starts oh, appointing he judges probably based All on right. tribal loyalties, to remake mm -hmm. the system of justice in the country in his own image. 
oh, you know, he is starting to sound like Chinda Swint. That was one of Chinda Swint's main, first main uh, goals was to remake the judicial system. All right. Yes. Well, this is not popular. (laughs) Oh, of course it isn't. Considering that Al-Makari describes Ibn Khattan as, quote, a man of cruel propensities and excessive rigor in his judgments. Wow, he is Chinda Swint. He is Chinda Swint. All right. The Chronicle of 754 claims that, quote, his judges seized with cupidity so defiled Spain with their deceit that not only did it begin to decline from that time on, as if moribund, but it remained deprived of all its best men, completely without hope of recovery. Well, so much for the pomegranate. Um... This is a bit of backwards looking (sighs) prophecy. The Chronicle yeah. of 754 is written in 754, and right. uh, a lot of the seeds I've been planting in the past podcast are yeah. finally going to come to fruition. Uh, just what, I hear the beating of wings. Are those chickens? Um, <laughs> are they coming home to roost? No. Well, so he's he's criticized for his harshness and the harshness mm, of mm-hmm. the judges that he's appointed. Another vector of criticism comes from his lack of military action. Oh no. The caliph himself apparently rebukes Ibn Khattan for having won no victories against the Franks. Right, right. I mean, just, hey, hey, the guy who you you placed, he sucked because he stopped fighting them. I mean, he was killed, but still, I loved everything he did up until then. You keep going. Yeah, so Ibn Khattan decides that he has to act. Uh, yeah. (laughs) But Charles Martel is really scary. Yeah, he is, but still! He's really scary, and Ibn Khattan is- But you've got stirrups? I mean, come on! Yeah, he's absolutely not interested in going up against him. Uh... So instead, he decides to go beat up on some Christians. Uh, Well, all right. Unfortunately for him, the Christians he decides to go beat up on are the Basques. Oh, you dumb son of a- Oh, no! So guess. he gathers. Let me a... see if I can guess how this goes for him. Um, if you're guessing not well, I'm guessing not well. <laughs> I'm guessing you're guessing not well. Let's yeah, see. Yeah, I'm guessing not well. Mm-hmm. Ibn Khattan gathers an army. The Chronicle of 754 mm-hmm. says it's the entire army. Oh well, all right. I mean, and he mar- by definition, he... every army is an entire army. I'm just. They march up to Pamplona, which may have been Uh garrisoned by Franks at this time as a sort of advance guard. The sources are really unclear here. Dude, you're going to fight through the Franks to get to the Basques. What are you doing? Yes. Ibn Khattan is not able to take Pamplona. No, he's not. Which is not a surprise. So Mm. he decides partway through the campaign that this is too hard. And he should just strike northward into the Pyrenees and take out smaller bands of Basques in the mountains. Okay, not the dumbest, but just go write some yacht poetry, please. Yeah, because that's also a poor choice. Oh, no. Isolated attacks in the mountains of the Pyrenees are the Basques' bread and butter. They're really good at them. This is kind of like every successive empire saying, they're Afghanis, how hard could this be? <laughs> yeah, they, they're just really good at guerrilla-style attacks in mountain yeah. passes. Uh, we oh. will see this before long in the famous poem, The Song of Roland, right? Oh, goody. Yeah, yeah that's coming up. <laughs> 
So Ivan Katan is able to do some minor raiding and capture some spoils in the year 733, but the campaign overall is a failure. Yeah, I'm guessing the spoils are things like woven baskets and jugs. Um, <laughs> the the chroniclers don't really say much about this campaign because there's not much mm -hmm. to say. He he lost and he went back home to Cordoba. Oh, dude. All right. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ubeda, the governor of Ifriqiya, has arrived in Damascus with Abdelrahman's oh. spoils from the Aquitanian mm -hmm. campaign. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, yes. Good. Excellent. According According to Al-Hakam, he brought, quote, male and female slaves and 700 of the best girls besides eunuchs, horses, medicine, gold, silver, and vases. Oh, you know, weirdly, the word in all of that that disturbs me the most is best, as in, these are the best girls. Okay, A, how'd you determine that? And B, what'd you do with the ones who aren't? The one that disturbs me is girls, considering the yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I grant you, I grant you, yeah, it's it, it's oh god, this is depressing. It okay. really makes you think. What's the difference between the female slaves and the girls? Oh yeah, okay. not to ruin your uh, no. your day off. <laughs> well, it's, it's pretty, okay. Keep going. Right. So he hands over all this booty. And he and Hisham have a chat. Oh, really oh, bad choice of word there. Oh, sorry. my God, bad choice of word. <laughs> so he hands over all the Continue. treasure. All right. And he and Hisham have a chat. And Ubeda asks for a leave of absence. He's he's tired of being the governor of Ifriqiya. He wants a break. Mm -hmm. He wants a sabbatical. And now that he's brought Hisham all of this treasure, mm -hmm. can I have it? Yes. And Hisham no. says yes. Oh, he does. Oh, he okay. does. He grants the leave of absence, and he appoints a man named Abdallah, the governor of Ifriqiya, in his stead. Okay. And one of the first things Abdallah does when he gets mm -hmm. to Ifriqiya is to take a look over at Al-Andalus, go, oh, right. no. Right. And appoint his own man to be governor. Well, it's, it's not like, it's not like malik is doing much with it no um, so yeah. this is okay. the same story we've seen before new governor of yes. ifriqiya new governor right. of al-andalus new vice president in charge of marketing takes over and wants to appoint his own frat bro to head up the campaign mm -hmm. um sure gotcha all right okay now the new governor is a guy called ukba and ukba uh -huh. jumps at the chance to be governor of al-andalus okay uh u-k-b-a-h u-q-b-a yeah okay sorry got it so he goes right over to the peninsula and his first act when he gets there is to imprison ibn kata of course he does this ends his governorship after barely two years Ooh, yeah fair enough okay so ibn kata is now in prison Mm -hmm. and five years pass Ooh, five years in prison under any circumstances is bad but i have to imagine that five years in an al-andalusian prison is not good there's i i was thinking about this actually was he just confined to rooms was he in a right. dungeon was maybe he... it's a Mary, maybe it's a mary queen of scots type of thing where Oh, the poor thing, she was imprisoned. No, she had a mansion and yeah. servants. It was not, yeah. 
I'm not I'm not really sure the parameters of this imprisonment, but mm -hmm. it lasted for five years. And he was not a young man when it started. He so... was not. No. Yeah. The sources are conflicted on how Ibn Khattan spends his captivity. Some say that he takes it quietly, remaining imprisoned in Cordoba. Right. But sure. some say that he was plotting the whole time, sending out letters to supporters to foment a rebellion. <laughs> now I just have the impression of an old man in an upstairs window calling down, Hey! Hey, you! This sucks, right? Want to do something about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, in about the year 740, the door to his cell opens. Someone sticks ah. their head in and says, Hey, are you Ibn Katan? Great, you're governor again. Come on out. Oh, he says, thank you. And what is your name? Muhammad the Saracen. But don't ask me to stop. <laughs> yes. However, in the intervening uh, five years, absolutely uh -huh. everything about the political situation has changed. Oh, of course it has. Yeah, that's five a, I mean, that's, years. That's a presidential administration, and then some. Um, yeah, we we could we could make some changes in that amount wow. of time. First of all, the Berber revolt has begun. Oh no. And yes. also oh good. Yes, but also finally. Oh, no. And we will talk a lot more about the Berber revolt when we do Ukba's governorship. All right. Okay. But it began in North Africa and by this point it has spread to Spain. Right. The Communicate had enough of this nonsense, and they're definitely, yes, absolutely good. Yes. Communications with the East have been cut off due to the unrest. So yes. whether Ibn Katan usurps the throne or whether he is placed there by supporters or, as one account mm -hmm. states, by the dying Ukba himself, it's all mm -hmm. kind of a moot point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's chaos. He becomes governor right. again in chaos. Goody. <laughs> the current situation on the ground in Spain is that there are three columns of Berber troops advancing south. One, oh is, one is heading for the center of the peninsula to take Toledo. Uh-huh. One is heading for Cordoba to kill the governor, which means now Ibn Katan. Right. And one is heading to the far south of the peninsula to take and hold the Straits of Gibraltar to link up with Berber forces in North Africa. Okay, so basically, this is this is Admiral Dönitz being informed that Hitler is dead and he's now running Germany. You lucky thing, you! Holy hell, this is bad. It's really um, bad. Okay, all right. Uh, speaking of North Africa, there's another uh -huh. problem. Oh no. The Caliph had sent out forces earlier to quell the Berber revolt in North Africa, but it's not going well there either. Uh, no. Well, first of all, again, they're the Berbers. Um, all right. It is their home turf, right? Yeah, we're we're really kind of going up against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. This is mm -hmm. not good. All right. The commander of what remains of that army that the Caliph sent oh. out, who is actually the nephew of the original commander, because the original commander's dead. Dead, sure. Yeah, real dead. This is a guy named Balch. Okay. You want to give a shot at that spelling? Uh, I mean, uh, okay. B A L C H J. Oh, wow. B A L J, no. Balsh. Okay. All right. Got it. 
Sure. So he's in charge of what remains of the army, and he has taken refuge in Ceuta with his forces. And mm. now he's petitioning Al-Andalus to let them cross, because they're currently under siege and being picked off by the Berbers one by one. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's All problem right. number two. Yeah. Yeah. Problem number one is three columns of Berbers advancing on key strategic points of your country. And problem All number right. two is there's another army across the uh-huh. streets who wants to come over. Right. So basically, okay, to, to make the analogy, basically, uh, Al-Andalus is basically Belgium, where mm-hmm. the, yeah, where basically France and Germany are going to go at it. And bad news um alternatively poland with the russians and the germans i mean yes. this this is this is bad this is right. bad and all of this is now ibn katan's problem i was gonna say ibn katan is like you know my cell was very cozy I'm it was really comfy starting to think, i got yeah every day mm-hmm. you know it had a nice view yep Mm-mm. so he's had some hard choices to make yeah 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 now, the obvious thing to do would be to take Balsh and his army and use them to fight the Berbers on the peninsula. Yeah, you gotta right? pick a side. Right. But Ibn Khatan has concerns about this. Uh, yeah. Balsh is very ambitious and he has an army behind him. And if mm-hmm. that weren't enough, Balsh's subordinate, who was in charge of negotiating between Balsh and Ibn Khatan, told Ibn Khatan personally not to trust Balsh. Right, right. It It is worth keeping in mind that Balsh is now re- basically looking to march an army through an area of the world that he knows the Caliph likes to receive plunder from. Yes. So that's a formula that leads nowhere good. No, I, I just think it's so damning that Balsh's own subordinate was like, right. you shouldn't trust this guy. Yeah, just this guy. not for nothing, but this guy sucks. Yeah, Ibn Al-Qutiyah puts it like this, quote, Abdul Malik asked the opinions of his advisors. They said to him, if this Syrian comes to you, he will get rid of you. So he oh, did not shit. answer. <laughs> so he did not answer. He did not yeah. answer the messages. Right. He just straight up oh. ignores him. Yeah. Oh, so Balsh is being ghosted. Yeah. Um, fair, fair. All right. Okay. Ibn Katan ignores Balsh for as long as he can, but he really doesn't have much choice in the matter. I was going to say, what's he going to do? He can't. He, I, I, I assume that allying with the Berbers is simply not an option. No, and he needs those troops or Spain will yeah. fall just like North Africa right. has. Right. Okay. All right. So he makes a deal with Balsh. He'll take some hostages from Balsh, and Balsh will swear Uh that he and his troops will return to North Africa after the revolt has been put down in Spain. Oh, boy. You know, and this is just one of those things where the hostages show up, and Ibn Ibn Katan is looking at them like, I notice that your hostages are all people that have owed you money, um, (laughs) that you owe money to, so what's up with that? Anyway... Yeah, Balsh, of course, agrees. He's also between a rock and a hard place. They're starving to death, trapped in Ceuta. So the troops are ferried across. They tried honey? (laughs) They did not try honey, for what, uh, as far as I know. (laughs) All right. The troops are ferried across the straits, and now the Spanish portion of the Berber Revolt begins its fighting in the year 741. All right. So here we go. 
on the Clone Wars has. All they right, have. Ibn Khattan divides his forces to take on the three Berber columns. First, mm. he sends his sons, Khattan and Umeya, with some troops to meet the force threatening Toledo. Mm-hmm. Khattan and Umeya meet the Berber column 12 or 16 miles, depends on the source, mm-hmm. east of Toledo at the Guazalete River. I must say, the chroniclers refer to this as the Guazalete River. It is currently a mostly dry stream bed. There is no river ah, there anymore. All right. Okay. Thank you, climate change. Yeah, well. Anyway, they score an amazing victory. Katan and Umaya ah. are able to kill almost all of the Berber forces. Wow. All right. Yes. So Toledo is safe. So that's one column taken that's care That's one of, column presumably. done. All right. Second, Ibn Katan appoints a general to command the forces around Cordoba. This is a guy named mm. Al-Musar. This okay. battle is not as easy. It's much harder mm. fought. And Al-Musar himself mm-hmm. is killed in the fighting. Mm-hmm. But eventually the column is broken and Cordoba is safe. Oh, all right. Yes. Balsh and his army meet the final column down south near Algeciras and they completely wipe them out. Then they oh, spread wow. out over the peninsula to do some mopping up. Oh, this is where things get ugly. Yes. But Spain has been Mm -hmm. saved. Right? No, no, no. It's a win. It's a win. win. Obviously, there has to be some sort of, obviously, yes, there'll be, we'll have to have streamers. Um, Yes. All right. Big parade in Cordoba. Everybody is super happy. And it's time for Balsh and his forces to go back to North Africa. Oh, Okay. The problem is, North Uh Africa is not done fighting the Berbers, right? It's still very, there's a lot of unrest there. And Balsh's forces are not really interested in going back to being sieged to death like they had been in Mm -hmm. Ceuta. Mm -hmm. The Chronicle of Seven. Notice that we're here and we've won. (laughs) Yeah. The Chronicle Mm -hmm. of 754 puts it this way quote, But Balsh, deceitful and troublesome, remembered what great torments of hunger Abdal-Malik had inflicted on him. Oh, no. Al-Makari puts it even more pointedly. Quote, After Mm -hmm. the victory, Balsh and his followers were elated with success. Their nostrils swelled with pride. Their hands were filled with spoils. Their strength Mm -hmm. and importance waxed greater. Their ambition was kindled. They broke the agreements they had entered into and forgot the conditions they had signed. And when oh. Ibn Katan, agreeably to their engagements, requested them to leave Andalus, they refused <laughs> to do so, making all sorts of excuses to put off their departure. I'm shocked there were excuses as opposed to just simply mocking laughter. Um... The quote continues. Oh, okay. At last, throwing off the mask of dissimulation, they began to complain bitterly of the injuries received at the hands of Ibn Khattan, when, mm. being besieged in Ceuta, he not only would not give them any assistance, but had besides sentenced and put to death, as related elsewhere, an Arab who, in violation of his orders, had sent them provisions and stores. Oh, wow. So they, they declared themselves really... in open rebellion. Yep course they did yep yeah so they were right. of course <laughs> yeah long story short uh, well it's not like even cotton is in a position to do very much i would imagine yeah 
Well, Balsh, knowing that he's not going to be able to stay in Al-Andalus without deposing Ibn Khattan, because that's just not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, no, it's it's way too awkward than when they show up at the same parties. And no, 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 no. So he takes his army and marches on Cordoba. Cordoba, yeah. This is a problem because remember that a lot of the Cordoban army was depleted in fighting the Berbers. Right. That yes. was the battle that didn't go so well. I was going to say, much harder fought. Cordoba yes. saved, but only just. Yes, yes, got it there. So most of the troops that are still loyal to Ibn Khattan are up in Toledo with his sons, Khattan oh. and Umeya. Because yeah. that one went well. Right. Okay, Bosch, so... So yeah. Balsh <laughs> seizes Cordoba for a bit. He sure, was opposed by his own commander, the one who had warned Ibn oh, Khattan about like, him. Dude, I told you. Yeah, well, yep. there's nothing more satisfying than having your last words be, I told you so. Yes, but eventually Balsh is victorious. He enters mm. the city and takes possession of Ibn Khattan and tortures him a little bit. You know, just for fun. As you do. As, as you, you do. do. Riding backwards on a donkey will shave your head. It'll be fun. No, it was mostly a lot of whipping and beating. Oh, Uh, okay. uh, Then Balzh releases him. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Balzh releases him. Yeah, I'm doing quotation marks with with my fingers. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, gotcha. This is what the sources said. Balzh let Abdul Malik come out of prison and said to him, quote, stand up in the mosque and inform the people that Coltham wrote to thee that I am his representative. Oh, sure. So he wants mm-hmm. Ibn Khattan to get up in front of everyone and say, yeah, Balzh is the representative of the governor of right. Iraq. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he should be in charge. Yeah. But Abdul Malik, <laughs> having stood up, said, Oh, ye people, I am the governor appointed by Colton. Yeah. I have been unjustly imprisoned. And somewhere in the great beyond, Brutus is saying, Dude, don't let Antony speak. This is how this works. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. uh, according to the sources, after this, Balj then either cuts off Ibn Khattan's head. Yes. Or has him crucified at the head of the Great Bridge of Cordoba between a pig and a dog. Whoa! Or he does both. Well, if I have to choose, I mean, oh, No, in some sources he does both. By the way, I feel for the pig and the dog. I do too. Seems rude. They didn't do anything. No, that's just awful. Uh, According to the sources, Ibn Katan was over 90 years old when this happened. Wow. Well, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Did you really have to execute him? Just wait. But oh. now we truly have come to the end of the governorship and the life of Abdul yeah, Malik Ibn have. Khattan. Wow. Uh, okay. So Golly. you want to rate him? <laughs> yeah, I really do. I uh, do yeah, too. I, I do. Sure. This should be okay. interesting. Our first category is conquistadores. How much land did they conquer? How good were they at war, etc.? Well, kind of a mixed bag here. Yes. yes. He was too intimidated to fight the Franks. His first term of office, uh, as it were, was, uh, I mean, just an utter disaster. No, not very Uh, good. He didn't really make much headway against the Basques. No, no. Which, on the one hand, I understand 
you didn't make headway against the Basques. Nobody does, but you were an idiot to try. He was so, he was not very smart to try. Uh, and then in his second term of office, he defeated the Berber revolt. Right. I was going to say, we, we talk about a second half of the game comeback. There is yes. uh, a lot of really impressive stuff there. Yes. Um, now, he didn't conquer any new lands. Spain basically mm. looks the same as it did. Uh, well, right. I won't say that. In his second term, it looks quite different. But that's not his fault. That's what happened in the five years between. Right, right. Right. So there is some loss of territory that we will be covering, but he didn't lose it. Okay, got it. That was just the status on the ground when he showed up in in 740 again. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, So I don't don't really know what to give him. It's kind of... Well, I mean... What what was was I mean one the Berber revolt could have really devastated Spain had had the Berbers succeeded right so the but so the vic- that victory is important it is very but, important but I will have to say after he is has his head cut off Spain mm-hmm. descends into a civil war between supporters of Ibn Khattan mm. and supporters of Balch and the right, entire peninsula is ravaged. Ah, all right. So he did not in point of fact prevent uh so devastation. While he, all right. While he did prevent devastation by the Berbers, right. he unleashed a whole separate problem. Ugh. All right. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So um, I, I, I want to give him some points in recognition that he did do some battle. Yeah, I'm going to say three. Three feels, given given that his second term was pretty much defined by damn near constant battleiness, mm-hmm. um, to, to, to borrow a term from another podcast. To borrow from Rex um, Factor. Exactly. I I think three feels uh, okay, but but no more than that. And and I could be talked down to a two, but I think given given that the Berber wars were as big a deal as they were, mm-hmm. um, and he was on the winning side, he was. Um, I, I'm in, I'm inclined to give him a three. And honestly. He was 90 years old when he was and, executed. Yeah, and he was 90. And how was much 90. better could it, I mean, if he had lived, how right. much effect would he have had, honestly? Right. And and it is worth pointing out, given, you know, given his his CV prior to the, the fighting, fighting in that great battle uh, as a very young man, he, you know, he, he wasn't, there was an element of conquistador in him. Yes, he um, was no slouch. So no, no slouch. So I, I, I feel, I feel as though three is, is a, is a decent compromise between the dismal first term, as it were, and, and, and the second. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with you. I was thinking like around four, but I think mm. three, four might be overstating it a little bit. Right. So that's a six for Conquista. All right. Race. No me digas is our second category. Mm. What sort of scandaly things did he do? I'm going to go well, back to something that I mentioned before about okay. the, uh, the Arab who helped Balsh when yes. Ibn Khattan was still ignoring him. Mm-hmm, and then Ibn mm-hmm. Khattan punished him. Punished him, yes. Yeah. Uh, Al-Makari goes into a bit more detail about this. Oh, okay. So here's here's a lengthy quote. Mm-hmm. 
Falsh and his uncle, Koltum, with the relics of the Syrian army, were closely besieged in Ceuta by the Berbers. So Ooh. effectually was the city surrounded, and so vigorous were the attacks of the enemy, that the besieged began to feel the scarcity of provisions and were reduced to the greatest extremity. In this conflict, they sent to implore the assistance of their brethren, the Muslims of Andalus. But Abdul al-Malik ibn Qatan, who was then governor of that country, fearing lest if he extricated them from their dangerous position, they might afterwards disturb him, refused to grant them any assistance. Huh. I like that, fearing right. that they might yeah. afterwards disturb him. That's... <laughs> That's understanding uh, it. I, I know they're starving, but it's going to be a whole thing. It's going to be and, a bother, man. Right. I, you know, I just called in for Chinese. Uh, I'm not going at No, no, no. Yeah. The quote okay. continues. Oh, please. However, the news of their danger having become known throughout Andalus, there were not wanting <laughs> some generous and pious men who flew to their relief or who sent them stores and provisions. Oh, boy. Zayad ibn Amru al-Lakmi, among others, frighted two vessels loaded with provisions, by means of which he actually saved them from starvation. But no sooner was Abd al-Malik ibn Qatan apprised of this act of disobedience to his orders than he caused Zayad to be immediately arrested and brought to his presence. When, wow. after reproaching him with his disobedience, he had him punished with 700 lashes. Whoa! Nor did wow. Ibn Qatan's vengeance end here. Sometime after, uh -huh. under the pretense that he was trying to form in the army a party against him, he ordered Zayad to be first deprived of his sight and then beheaded and crucified, having at his left hand wow. a dog. Wow. Just wow. You weren't wrong I mean, in calling him Chindiswith. I mean, holy hell. And also, by the way, what the hell do they have against dogs? I mean, I, th what? I think the pig and the dog is to show how lowly you are. Oh, I know, I know it's contempt, but it's it's a contempt. Dog. Yes, I mean, I know. Oh, oh, this is the most depressing episode of Paw Patrol ever. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So this is, I mean, we kind of knew it from the get-go with his yes. cruel and malicious and rigorous yes. judges yes. and everything. But yes. I thought I'd share yes. that story. This guy that's wanted to... Pretty, that's pretty no me digas. I mean, This guy wanted I... to help fellow Muslims yeah. not starve. And right. the governor punished him for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of great moments. There's and and at the same time, you you look at the the switcheroo of you know the very end of I'm going to let you out so you can uh, 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 endorse me, and then he and he comes uh, out and says, "No, I'm the rightful governor. I'm the right." I mean, that's that's a great one. Um, I assume they were corrupt judges. Um, yes, it's it's hinted uh, later on that these judges took bribes and enriched themselves right, at others' right. expense. Uh, the the sniveling inactivity uh, until he's poked. Again, that's got to be something that there was a lot of gossip about. As I mean, in, if the caliph himself sent him a message and said, right. "Look, why aren't you pressing your advantage with the Franks?" Yes. You know, if it reaches the um, caliph's ears, it's pretty bad. Right. I was going to say, if you're so lazy <laughs> in, Andal in Al-Andalus 
that the caliph hears about it. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, well, and also, look at it from Hisham's point of view. He's just received, mm -hmm. like, all of this treasure from Aquitaine. And so right. he's like, why isn't there more? Why right. aren't you raiding? Right. Like, come on. I, I want the complete set of plunder. Yes. Uh, right now I have the salt shaker. Where's the pepper shaker? Exactly. Um, and yeah. Ibn Khattan was too cowardly to go up against Charles yes. Martel. He just explicitly and, did not want yes. to. I kind of love him stepping on rakes uh, in first in Pamplona and uh -huh. then and in then the Basque country. I love that. Um, there's, I mean, he he's honestly he is he is he is a love to hate guy. He is um, one of the worst. He is, and and honestly, I think we have to give him. There's no sex scandal, obviously. No. There's nothing along those lines. Which, given that we were talking about the best girls recently during this time uh, that's good i'm glad there wasn't and there's I'm, no indications I'm... that he himself kept any treasure that his judges right. did but that right. he himself was not necessarily corrupt in that way and imprisoned for five years possibly plotting and possibly yes. just working on his watercolors yeah who um, knows? that's good he's, uh he looks up from his you... crossword and he's uh governor right. again What's a five-letter word for what? I'm I'm what again? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, gosh, and 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 also just in terms of of Nomadigas, I mean the the comeback of have oh, yeah. you heard who is governor now? No, you're never gonna believe this. That um, guy, we hated that yeah. guy. He sucked. Uh, I'm 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 pumping myself up here. I'm I'm thinking at least a six, and I might go. I might even go to seven. I mean, how are you feeling? I'm I'm feeling along the same lines. I'm torn between yeah. six and seven. Okay, well, I'll give him seven. You give him six. Why okay, just, that sounds you know, good. With the difference, yeah. All right. Yeah, I, there, there's but, a reason why all the sources come back for this guy. Yeah, there's, there's yeah, there's there's stuff here. There's stuff um, going on. <laughs> so that is a thirteen for Noe Digas. Great score. Nicely done. Our third category is orthodoxia. How religious or orthodox was he? Uh, I don't really have I mean, much for this category. No, I mean he he specifically targeted Christians, which, eh, yeah, um, they're people of the book, so you're kind of you kind of shouldn't. But on the other hand, it's also had to not go what against... the caliph. Yeah, it's also not what the right. caliph told him to do. Is caliph told him to yeah. go against the Franks, and he did right. Um, we're really not. Uh, it is worth pointing out that so far as the caliph is concerned, this guy wasn't particularly good uh, at the job. So it is kind of like, uh, again, if you're a bishop and the pope spends most of his time explaining how you've been a disappointment, it's not good for your score. I Yeah, I just don't see very much here. No, um, there's not much here, here. Right. So, and I'm not getting my mosques. So once again, losing points just for that. Is there anything? I think it has uh, to be a zero. I think it kind of has to be a zero. I mean, basically, yeah. I, I mean, there's there's nothing here. It's not uh, a zero I, in that he did anything wrong or against his religion. No, he just didn't do anything right. good. Right. No, we, we, yeah, we don't reward, uh, basically benign inactivity so no i'm i'm thinking zero yeah, yeah. 
Shame. So that's a zero yeah. for Orthodox. You were doing so well with Novidigas, and now yes. just uh. All right. Uh, the final points yep. category is El Resto. Yes. What are all uh-huh. the other things that go along with being a king? or governor in this case. Now, we don't have any pictures or any coins, but I do Mm. have a physical description of him. Albacari. Oh, okay. And it's pretty funny. Oh, goody. This is a description (laughs) of him upon his death, right? So (laughs) when he was dragged out. Well, I was going to say, well, he might have been considerably shorter. Um, how <laughs> while his head was still attached, Al-Makari, ah, all right, okay, all right. Al Makari says, quote, Abdel Malik was a tall and muscular old man resembling a young ostrich. He was then 90 <laughs> years of age. Wow, wow. Um, the Akbar Mahmoud okay. also says this, which is probably where Al Makari got it. So, yeah, ostrich man. Ostrich man, wow. Tall and uh, wiry, apparently. Tall and wiry, I guess. I mean, got a lot of cardio in. I don't know. That was uh huh. And prominent of neck. I I, uh, okay. I guess so. Apart from his physical looks, yes. He, he ruled for four years total. Two of them oh, happened that's... from 733 to 735. Uh-huh. And then two of them happened from 740 to 742. He spent more time in prison than he spent on the throne. He did. Um, as it were. Okay. Yes. That's not, that's, yeah. All right. Okay. As for children, we know he had at least two sons yes. and that they were militarily successful. We have and Katan. They were good. Yeah. yeah, they were good. So Katan, right. who's obviously named after his grandfather, and then mm-hmm. Umaya is the other right. one. And they will come Who, back. I was going to say, they're, they're, I was going to say, we, we, we have to have a, you know, a, a revenge on behalf of, of dad. Yes. Um, they're still at they, large when, when Ibn They Katrin got an dies. army. They're, I was mm-hmm. going to say, they're up in Toledo with an army. So, they are. Yeah. We don't, we don't have to put up with this nonsense. Yeah. And this, this um, is why the peninsula plunges into civil war after this. Right. Right. Well, if we're talking about something that he left behind that, you know, that that's a legacy, uh, you know, two pissed off kids with an army. Yes. Uh, that's good. Um, uh, and his death was, was pretty notable. Oh, he was tortured, beheaded, and crucified. Death. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's not being stabbed to death in a mosque, which by the way, was clearly an option. Uh, yes. given what, what Balsh would have wanted to do. Uh, yeah, struck so, him down right where yeah. he spoke. Right. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty good. Um, I don't so there's know. not well, a lot of I, physical things he left behind, no, but you can't understate no. his impact. No, we can't understate his impact. Plus Ostrich Man. Um, yeah, Ostrich you know, Man. It's that's great. a hell of a legacy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm inclined to do some some give him some points here. Not a lot, but I I don't see why he shouldn't get at least a three. Um, yeah, I was thinking a four. Oh, okay, all right. Well, let's I, flip it around. You know, I'll give him. You give him a four. I'll give him a three, and there we go. I think the fact that he had children that amounted to something that's true. We haven't had little, that for a long had that in time. A while. All of yeah. the previous governors, most of the previous governors have been kind of fly by night, right? Kick them out or right. they die and or it's died. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's done. So right. uh yeah, I will I will give them a four. So All that right. is a seven for El Resto. Mm-hmm. And that means his total score is a 26. 
not the worst, certainly. It's not the worst. He definitely needed to do some more religious work. Yeah, yeah. You you really lost it with the you know the orthodoxy part. And so. probably not leaving the peninsula plunged into civil war would have gotten him some right. more points. Right. Very, very true. I think we I think we definitely could have done that. Right. Maybe it, the first time you had you had the job, you should have taken the army out and done something with it. Oh um, yeah. So yeah. So that is that is it. Mm. But we have one more question to ask ourselves. Mm. Fuero or fuera? Do we let Ibn Katan sign the charter, or do we tell him to get out? Oh, I mean, I I, I don't say this with relish, but I think we have to tell him to get out. I I um, love this story. This was a fun script to yeah. put together. Yeah. But I don't know that it really has it. You know what I mean? But, I mean, go ahead and get the castanets ready. I mean, being an entertainingly person doesn't get you fuero. It's got to be more than that. Despite the fact that he stood up in the mosque and said, I am the appointed governor, I still don't think he should sign Yoel Ray. But at his age, that was just sort of old man peevishness. Probably. (laughs) Probably. All right. Well, sorry, Ivan Katan, we are giving you fuera, telling you to go away. But man, what a life you had, huh? Right. No, it was it was impressive. Not not necessarily the best for the domestic animals around you. But apart from that, yeah. Let us know what you think. We Mm -hmm. have Twitter, Facebook and Gmail accounts all at Spanish Arpada. We have a website, mm-hmm. SpanishArpada.com, and we and I'm super interested to hear what people think about this guy. Actually, yes, yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. After this, we're going to go back and find out what in the world happened in those five years. Yeah, yeah. I I was going to say. I mean, for for American history buffs, who was Benjamin Harrison, and why the hell did he make it so that you know we have to count Grover Cleveland twice? Um, yes, uh, yeah. I do okay. think that more happened in Ukpa's reign than in Benjamin Harrison's. Just gonna say again, that falls squarely into the "it would have to." More would have to happen. Uh, but one of the things that happens in Ukpa's reign is that Pelayo finally dies. Oh wow! Okay, he's been up That's... ruling Asturias. For I was the gonna past say that years. is yes, he has hung in there. He has. Um, so right. we're going to do Ukba, and then we'll go up and see what happens with Palayo's children. So that's right. that's the next couple of, of is, episodes there. This is the, this is this is this is as you said. I was going to be frustrated because I want to keep going, and you're right. I, I do want to keep going. I do want to keep going too. I'm sorry yes. to leave you on a cliffhanger, but this was just too much. We can't do it too. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hear you. All right, recommendations time. Yes. I will go first this time. And this recommendation is a little embarrassing, but you know what? This is what I'm into (laughs) lately. All right. It is a podcast and it is called Pod Meets World. This is a (laughs) rewatch. This is a rewatch of the television Mm -hmm. series Boy Meets World from the 90s and early Mm -hmm. 2000s. I loved this show. (laughs) Loved it i watched it mm. every week and it it is it is my childhood but okay. the cool thing about this rewatch podcast is that it is hosted by three of the show's stars danielle fischel ah. who was topanga will friedel mm. who was the older brother and Ryder strong who was the best friend so mm. 
it's interesting to go back and look at the show with new eyes. But what is really great about this is the behind the scenes looks about television production, about Mm -hmm. L.A. in the 90s, about what it's like to be a child actor, like Mm -hmm. what it's like to produce a sitcom, all that kind of stuff that I never, I mean, I never even noticed as a kid. And now it's like, oh my gosh, it just brings so much more information. And I'm such a nerd Mm. for details like that. You Mm -hmm. know, I I love Mm -hmm. knowing what's how shows are put together. I mean, my husband's a theater professor, so there's a reason why why I'm interested in this kind of stuff. (laughs) Sure. So if you too were a child of the 90s and you loved Mm. Movie's World, or if you're interested on what it was like to make a sitcom in, in that time period right right you should should take a listen because there's a lot of really great behind the scenes information a a sitcom a a sitcom involving young teens is always going to be a formula for interesting narrative and occasionally nightmarish narrative i'm I'm glad to hear it wasn't nightmarish it wasn't all Um, nightmarish although they do talk about for example how they wished that the role of intimacy coordinator was a thing right because they had no guidance about when they had to kiss each other right right or right about how the producer of the show how they always felt like they were trying to please him and not necessarily Mm -hmm. acting and making choices for themselves but it's not as bad as what was going on over at saved by the bell which was apparently just uh oh this is the belgian congo with pretty white people this is bad oh my gosh. Um, yeah no it, it it was horrible basically if if there was an adult authority figure they were using a child inappropriately i mean oh that, that kind of thing it was just it was just bad well this um, isn't that yeah. bad but it, okay it... no no that's what i'm saying thank god we can actually enjoy this <laughs> yes and this is something to be enjoyed so that's my slightly shameful recommendation Pod right. Meets World, the podcast that okay. is a re rewatch of Boy Meets World. Right. Okay. Um, my recommendation is going to kind of follow up on my recommendation from last week. Um, and that is I have another Star Trek series uh, to recommend. This is not going to become a, a, a running thing. This is going to be the only other one that I do. Um, but uh, you mentioned the animated show, and I have been watching the animated show. It is called Star Trek Lower Decks. Okay. Uh, and it is the first straight-up comedy uh, set in the Star Trek uh, universe. Uh, the characters are... Uh, as you might guess from the titles, uh, junior ensigns. They are all, they are the people who are not on the bridge, uh, not in sick bay, not in, basically they are the people who are the lowest of the officer classes and thus are told nothing and are spending their entire careers playing catch up uh, to uh, what the uh, upper officers have been doing and usually sorting out their messes very involuntarily sounds um, like um upstairs downstairs but start yes it, it it is exactly that um and and the thing is it is it, it, the the creators of this show love star trek that's that's the thing is yes it is a comedy yes they are taking the piss as it were it, out of it a is lot Seth of the MacFarlane, cliches is it not 
Uh, no, no, it's not Seth MacFarlane. That's uh, that's the uh, Orville. Uh, okay. Different series. Okay. Um, no, this is this is actual Star Trek. Um, okay. That, like they'll they'll have uh, people like uh, Jonathan Frakes as a guest star playing uh, Will Riker. I mean, there are occasional drop-ins by actual Star Trek people. Um, but they have mastered what I would call the Mel Brooks school of satire, which is the only good satire uh, is done by people who love the thing that they're satirizing. Right. Uh, and that is why uh, this show is just, it's delightful. Uh, it's just, it's its funny and it, it, it rewards uh, nerddom needless to say, because they do a lot of throwaway references mm -hmm. uh, to, you know, obscure episodes. And if you get it, you feel <laughs> validated for knowing it. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very funny show. I really enjoy it and I recommend it. Great. Well, Star Trek Lower Decks. Star yes. Trek Lower Decks. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. So next time we will be back with Ukba and yes. Then we're going to see what the heck was happening in the north of the peninsula while yes. the south is running around with the Berber revolt. Indeed. So we will see you then. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye.